everyone. What's up? Welcome back. Or if you're new, welcome to Badassery Podcast, your go-to podcast for tips and tricks on how to become your most badass self. It's Alexa here. So yeah, um, it's been a week, you know, another time recording on Sunday. So as I was writing the talking points to this podcast, I realized that we were already 10 episodes in to this podcast, which for me is a pretty significant accomplishment. Like it's 10 episodes that I've produced and edited and uploaded and shared for all of you. So for me, this is kind of a big deal. But I know obviously it would have been more had I not taken, you know, a seventh month break. But you know, let's not talk about that. So I think Sundays are becoming my new favorite recording time. I just kind of finished having some tea with my mom. We've been kind of doing this thing every Sunday afternoon where we'll make a pot of tea. And I'm talking like the loose leaf kind of fancy tea. We did a Lady Earl Grey this time, which apparently is hard to find. I didn't know that. Shows how much of a tea connoisseur I am. But we made the tea and it's kind of this Earl Grey tea with a more citrusy flavor in addition to the bergamot and lavender that's already there. So we got it last month when we were going to high tea at this one local tea shop and it was on the menu. And so my mom and my sister got it. And afterwards they were like, yes, we need to get this tea. So we have a ton of it now. I think we were able to get a sample of it and then a full bag of it, which I think is totally worth it. I definitely needed something with caffeine in it this afternoon. I'll go into a little bit later why that is. So yeah, we had a little tea afternoon with some Biscoff cookies. Um, I'm sure you guys are probably familiar with those. They're the ones that I think United usually serves on the plane. I think it's United and Delta actually. So we buy them pretty much in bulk from either Costco. They have them at Walmart, maybe Target. Um, So we had some of those and then ones they had with cream in them, which I'd never had, but they were delicious uh, regardless. So that was nice. Um, I'm definitely not solely team coffee or solely team tea. I kind of like both. Maybe, maybe I'll give myself 60-40 to coffee, but I definitely want to start drinking more tea. It's been something that I think in the afternoon especially would be like a nice little pick-me-up as opposed to drinking a second cup of coffee because as much as I think the caffeine affects me, I don't think it actually does. I, yeah, for example, like yesterday, I was out with one of my friends and it was around five. So we stopped at a Starbucks and I got one of the creme brulee lattes and I drank the whole thing, you know, nothing, literally feel nothing. If anything, I feel more, felt more tired and was ready to go to bed by the time it was bedtime. So that's just kind of how caffeine affects me. So I don't think, I think it's just more so at this point for the taste as as opposed to the caffeine element. So yeah, that said, I got the David's Tea Advent Calendar for the holidays this year. I'm super excited to try it because I had heard this thing being hyped up by like all the Instagrammers and planners, all those people that I follow. They're like, oh my gosh, you need to get the David's Tea Advent Calendar. It's amazing. So essentially what it is, is it's 24 days of loose leaf tea that they give you in these little packets. So every day you have a new flavor of tea that you can drink, which is great to, you know, encourage me to drink more tea. Additionally, this year, I think they came out with a matcha one. So if you're a matcha fan, like that's, I've never seen anything like that. So I would totally go run and get my hands on a matcha 
uh, advent calendar. So love that. And when I got the calendar in the mail, because I ordered it like the day it came out, because I heard it, they had sold out really fast. So I was like, I'm not waiting to order this. So I just got it, um, I think like mid-October is when I ordered it. So it's just been sitting in my pantry, but it's all good. I have it, so I'm not scrambling, which you know me, I'm a planner. So if I don't have to scramble for something, I'm a happy camper. But they gave me two two tea samples. So one was a Saigon Chai and the other was this, I think it was like Cold Care 911, something along those lines. So I tried the Saigon Chai and oh my gosh, was it so good. I made it as like an afternoon tea. I put a little bit of milk in it because that's usually how I like my black or chai teas. And it was so good. It was so smooth. It wasn't really stringent because sometimes I find that these chai teas can be very kind of like stringent and a little tart and just not super smooth. This one was great. I definitely want to pick it up at some point. And then the other one I haven't tried yet because obviously like I haven't really been sick. So I'm not gonna, you know, waste the tea bag if I'm not gonna, you know, drink it while I'm sick. So it's just kind of still sitting in my pantry, but I will get to it eventually. But I think when the time does come and I'm like, gone through all my teas and stuff and want to buy new teas, I think I'm definitely going to hit up David's Tea because they have a ton of teas. Like I love like a cream of Earl Grey and they have it. They have a chai um, and then they have like a bunch of other like herbal teas like mint and um, a lot of like fruit infusions and all that. So I definitely want to, you know, do that because I'd rather have like good high quality teas. I've kind of done that with my coffee now too. Like I've been buying a lot more Nespresso coffee, like the coffee pods for my espresso machine, because the coffee's just smooth. It's so good. It's not bitter or anything. Like sometimes the drip coffee can be. So for me, it's totally worth the extra money per pod or per box of pods. So that's kind of what I've been doing uh, there. So I'd rather invest in like nicer teas, but only have a few of them. The other tea company I really also like is TWG. And it's it's a very fancy tea place. I got it when I was in Singapore last year because they had it at the shops at Marina Bay Sands at the hotel. And I wanted to get, you know, Katie, my sister, some tea because, you know, she's a big tea drinker and like what better place to get tea than in Asia where tea's, you know, the top beverage of choice. So I got the teas and I finally just finished them last week um, after being me trying to savor them for a year. So I would consider ordering tea again from there because they had this one called the Alexandria. It was, I think, I think it was a green mint like a green tea with some mint and like vanilla flavors. So it was really, really good. So I might, I might pull the trigger and order some more eventually from there. But yeah, so enough about tea and my afternoon and all that. Let's talk about this week because guys, it was insane for me and especially very numbers driven. So this week, it being my second week in the job, I kind of decided to go on this metric collecting spree and pull as much data as I could from all of the social media networks that the company uses. So we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So I wanted to go and see if I could just pull data and kind of put it in a spreadsheet so we had a record of like where the starting point was, where how much the data is changing, all that, so we can have some historic data to compare it to because places like Facebook and Instagram don't 
have data that you can get from longer than I think it's like a 28 day period at least on Facebook. Instagram, it's even shorter. You have to collect your data on like a weekly basis or maybe two weeks on Instagram. So it requires a lot of data upkeep. And so that's what I was kind of doing is kind of just starting to collect that data. So we have something to compare it to because some of the programs that I'm working with on their social, when I say, hey, like this posted really well, like this asset did really well, their first question is, well, what's the benchmark? And I wasn't able to answer that question because we had really no benchmarks. So I took the data. So now I'm able to, you know, kind of give more of like an average, like average impressions, average video views, average post clicks, you know, something like that to like give that sort of benchmark to then tell people, okay, your post is doing way beyond our average, which is great. So that's what I spent a good part of this week doing. And it was like exhausting. Like I am not a numbers person. I hate going into spreadsheets and like getting data from spreadsheets. So I had way too many of those open on my computer between Excel, Max, Numbers, Google Sheets, all that. So, but I think it was totally worth it. So now we have something to kind of compare our posts to like numbers wise. And then the other thing was working on our OKR reporting. Um, So if you're not familiar, OKR stands for objectives and key results. And it's something we have to report report on every month to kind of just compare it to what the overall yearly goal is for, let's say, social media. So I was working on that. And guys, I, again, really, really, really hate math with a passion because this one, it was like basic algebra, basic percentage changes, but like you had to know what numbers you were taking the percentages of, like, you know, followers changes, like engagement rate changes. But then I also had to take into account that our fiscal year is like December 1st to November 30th, not like January 1st to December 31st. So that also threw off my numbers. So I was getting kind of frustrated with that, but I figured it out. The numbers are all good. So that was like the first half of the week. The second half was doing a lot with F1 because our company is a partner of the Mercedes AMG Patronus F1 team. And we have been since 2017. So we're at the point in the season where there's only a handful of races left. And so drivers championships and the constructors championship winners are being crowned because it's purely based on points. So once a team gets within a certain points range or driver, like then they're up to win the points. So last, not last week, two weeks ago, it was the team's turn, so Mercedes' turn to get the Constructors' Championship if if they had gotten a certain place in the race. So long story short, they did. So that was technically my first day on the job was the day they won the Constructors' Championship, which was exciting, able to amplify awesome stuff on Twitter. We got some really great, you know, post engagements and impressions and stuff like that. So this time, it was Lewis Hamilton's first opportunity to win the driver's championship and he had to beat his teammate Valtteri Bottas by eight points to then be the driver's champion and this this is his seventh too and for Mercedes it was their seventh so both both sevens um unprecedented in Formula One history so it's kind of amazing kind of also just something else to add to the 2020 year of 
you know, making history. So yeah, with that, we were anticipating that Lewis was going to win. And so at work, we wanted to kind of put together a video to try to get like employees engaged and be like, hey, like wish Lewis and the team a congratulations for winning the you know, constructors championship and now the drivers championship. So we like got that video all put together and I am so excited, guys. Like it turned out so, so good. So I just love it. It's I think it's going to do really, really well on social. I usually have like a feeling about these things where if I can just tell something's going to do well, like I hope it does really well uh, because it's it's unique. It's something different than what um, some of their other partners are doing. So I think it will really help us stand out. So working on preparing that. And then so I had to record my my video, which a portion of it is being used in the final, which is awesome. And by the time this podcast goes out, the video will have already been up. But I you know, it took me 20 takes, guys. I kid you not of me just sitting here trying to record this video trying to like get a good frame. So like my, I liked the way my face looked. So it didn't look, you know, like I was having a double chin moment going on. And then I kept getting drivers and constructors mixed up. Like, so I, w- I was on the struggle bus for sure, trying to like record the take. And of course I did it the last day that it was due because I kept putting it off because it was also one of those situations where I wanted to at least put on a, l- a little bit of makeup to look good. So I wasn't just here barefaced with nothing on camera. So long story short, did the video, turned out good. So I might share it on social at some point. We'll see. I, you know, who knows? Depends on kind of what I'm feeling. I mean, I'm encouraging others to do it. So I probably should be the leader and do it. And that's kind of the the other thing with this whole video is because I'm kind of on the quote steering committee leading the charge for this like these employee engagement activities along with a couple other my coworkers I have to set the example and like put together a video and stuff like that even though I am not great at video like I don't know I just I I fantasize sometimes about being a YouTuber but then I like see myself on video and I'm like no thank you there's no way that's happening so that's that with the video but then on the other side we had this thing that we're working on with the pride ERG at work because Valtteri, the other Mercedes driver, um, is really big into Movember this month. And if you're not familiar with Movember, excuse me, it's Men's Health November. So typically, you know, you're encouraged to grow, you know, men are encouraged to grow facial hair. And then, you know, it's kind of a slogan, you know, what you grow saves a bro sort of thing like that. So it's really building awareness for men's health and like health projects and encouraging people to donate. So um, I saw on the first day of November that Valtteri was doing a Movember cause like he was, you know, promoting it and everything. And then I had known that we were doing Movember. So I told the person in charge of the Movember social media stuff that I'd been working with. I'm like, hey, Valtteri is doing Movember. Mercedes is a partner. Let's see if we can kind of combine these two efforts. And so long story short, the idea was super well received and we got, you know, Mercedes on board with it. And so on Thursday, we posted these like custom graphics because the Movember Foundation has this thing called the Stash Style Guide, I believe. And we added a couple custom ones. So we did the Valtteri after Valtteri Botas, which comments on Twitter literally told me that I should have, I missed the opportunity to do the Boat Stash, 
which would have been hilarious. So I totally commend that person for commenting on that. And then we did the Quinn after our COO, Matt Quinn. So we posted those graphics on Thursday and we reached out to Mercedes, our liaison for the partnership. And we were like, hey, we're doing this thing. We know Valtteri is like into it. Can we get some amplification for this post on social media? So long story short, they retweet us, which a retweet from Mercedes is literally liquid gold. Now, you know, I just kind of checked the numbers earlier today. Um, We're at uh, over 150,000 impressions on this one tweet. That means 150,000 people have seen this tweet. So in my book, it is a huge social media win. So I have an update tomorrow with a couple of my higher ups and of course, it's after the time you're seeing this. And so I cannot wait to share that stuff with them. And I just think it was a really awesome collaborative effort between our like partnerships and our ERGs and stuff. And for me, that's like, that's a great way to take advantage of something. The other thing is we were promoting our case study around Mercedes that had just published before the race to like encourage people like, hey, check this out. You know, that got 22,000 impressions in and of itself. And I'm just like, this is insane. (laughs) Like we've had over a million impressions just in this last week on Twitter, uh, which is awesome. So needless to say, it's been a good week on social media at work. And then getting to the point where I'm tired because I can start feeling it now because it's that point in the day. The Turkish Grand Prix this morning was at 3 a.m. Mountain Time. So I woke up 2.45 a.m., After like not really getting great sleep from when I tried to fall asleep, like go and live tweet and cover the race. So, I mean, it was great because the race was like really good. We had, you know, some different people up in the starting grid and the road, the conditions were so wet, which the drivers were spinning out. So it just made it super, you know, super action filled. But God, I was tired, guys. And I'm still so tired. I um, went back to bed at like five, kind of woke up like around 8.30 and then, you know, I fell back asleep at around 11, woke up at one. So I'm trying to plug through through the rest of the day, but I'm starting to like hit it hard. So if I start sounding incoherent or if, you know, starting to sound slurred or whatever, that's probably why. Like I said, I had tea. It was like caffeine tea, but like I also said before, caffeine doesn't really do anything to me anymore. So kind of on the struggle bus here a little bit, but you know, it's all worth it, you know, because Lewis did win the driver's championship today. And like, I was able to put up some good social content on the channels, uh, followed up by that video tomorrow. So all in all, it was a good productive work day a little bit. So yeah, enough about my life. Let's Well, I not really because we're moving into favorites, but I guess what the intention is for these to inspire you to maybe try some new things. So yeah, I have done literally so much shopping. I think I can't have another package delivered to this house, but yeah, so, so much shopping. I kind of, not last week, but the week before, I kind of went on a little bender and just like ordered a bunch of stuff all at once. And it's all been kind of coming in spurts. Finally, have most of it. Although I, I went shopping yesterday with a friend and I had to order something because they didn't have my size in store. So yeah, kind of counts as like a package, but also I could have gotten it yesterday. So it would have just counted as a purchase yesterday. Anyway, one thing I've been loving that I just got in the mail on Monday are these Zig Color Dot pens. 
left. So if you're a station addict, you've probably seen this. They're essentially these pens that kind of make dots. So it's perfect for making to-do lists. So I got them to use in my plum paper planner, my daily planner to make to-do lists after seeing them. And they're so worth the hype, guys. I really, really like them. Like they're just fun to make like a little dot without you having to like get a pen out or a stencil or whatever. You just, you know, dot the paper and it's great. And if you have the plum paper planner, a lot of the pens that come in the set are really close to the plum paper colors. So then you're not, you know, trying to scramble to find the right color if you're trying to match it. So it's one thing I really, really like. Um, I also got a bunch of new Tombow pens, which are like my all-time favorite brush pens. The other thing I've really been enjoying and still kind of getting used to is the Big Sur update for the MacBook. So if you have a MacBook, you probably saw that I believe on Thursday they came out with the Big Sur update, which is like the probably it's probably the equivalent of what was it like not ios i think ios 8 or ios 7 whatever the big ios was that changed it from like the quote traditional apple you know interface to like this new design that's kind of like what big sur is for the macbook so it kind of looks a little bit more more coherent with the ios for the phone and the ipad so i've really been enjoying that um just kind of exploring it more i've jumped kind of back into using safari because i've heard that they've made major improvements and guys like my computer does not hum at all now i don't know if it was just a chrome thing or if using safari is you know, just doesn't make it hum. I don't know what it is, but the fan in my computer does not hum. All I think about is those TikToks where it's like the TikToks of like the computer going like, like the, like a jet plane taking off on your computer screen. So, so yeah, I um, have been really enjoying that. So I know everyone's like, oh, like I don't want to do it because I'm afraid there's be bugs. I don't know. I just, I just update it because I want my apps to work. And I know sometimes it gets finicky if you're not updating and your apps just stop working. So that's another thing that's on my favorites list this week. And the last thing is a food item. So back during the summertime, I got inspired by Sweetgreen because they just opened one here and I wanted to make kind of a bowl recipe. And what I mean by that is kind of just combining, you know, like kale with some veggies and a grain and a protein and topping it off with like some dressing and some goat cheese. So I've made like different variations of it. So I did kind of more of a fall themed one this week because I got some ingredients from Trader Joe's. So I got some kale. I got this vegetable harvest hash, I think it was called. It has things like butternut squash, sweet potato, celery, parsley, and like the, your typical fall spices, like I think like rosemary, thyme, sage, stuff like that. This harvest blend grain blend. So it had like some red, I think it was like red lentils, garbanzo something, chickpeas. I don't, I don't know. It's really good bottom line. And then I just had some cooked chicken with a fig balsamic dressing and some goat cheese. So I like made that for my lunch this week because lunch is always the hardest meal. Like breakfast, I usually stick to the same things. Dinner, you know, pretty consistent 
consistent, but lunch, man, like, I can be all over the place with lunch, and sometimes I'm, like, scrounging for food if I don't really have a meal plan, so this week I was like, okay, I'm gonna make bowl and everything and have it for lunch all week, and it was perfect, so I, I guess a bit, a tip relating to that is just, um, you know, if you want to recreate your family dishes, or not your family dishes, i sorry, I just saw, like, a notification on my computer that had the word family in it, um, if you want to create some dishes you found at a restaurant, like, totally do it, like, that's what I do, like, your favorite restaurant dishes and try to recreate them. So this was this was great. So I can't wait to like do some more variations of it, but it's like a really good filling healthy meal if you just need something that you can meal prep quickly and then like either reheat or like take to work really easily. Moving on into the tip of the week and this thing I totally got my sister and my mom and even kind of my dad hooked on it is it's kind of twofold. So doing errands during rush hour and then cleaning on Friday afternoon. So doing errands during rush hour, everyone's like, oh, I don't want to go out during rush hour. Like, you know, it's busy. Like the roads are busy. But guys, just because the roads are busy doesn't mean the stores are busy. I have done this on a number of occasions. The best time though, holidays. So, you know, like holiday shopping, like no one wants to go to the mall on a Saturday in December. So my thing is like go during rush hour, like go in that like between four to 6 p.m. period because everyone's driving home. So no one's going to be at the mall. And I've done this for the last like couple years and it holds true pandemic or no pandemic um and it's just nice like you know it's not congested like yeah you might hit like some traffic going home or whatever but like the store has nothing and so my mom was super skeptical because we ended up going to natural grocers and walmart and she was like yeah like let's see how your theory holds and like there is nobody in this like really at either store so she's like oh wow like we got to do this more often and I'm like yeah that's like what I'm saying and for me it's also been a good time to go to Trader Joe's because our Trader Joe's the closest one is queuing people in because of you know the square footage of the store so it doesn't get overpacked and sometimes the line can get really long there's been times like earlier this year where I've waited in line for like a good 20 minutes just to get into the store so I've been going at different times to try to find the times that the traffic is light where I can literally like maybe be the third person in line like get in within like a few minutes and like rush hour both Thursday and Friday has definitely been that time so if your Trader Joe's is like hours where it you have to wait in line to get in maybe I recommend going during rush hour and so the second thing is cleaning so I started doing this like over the summer I like one day I was just like hey you know, it's Friday after work, but before dinner. So I'm like, hey, let's clean. And so I did that. And guys, oh my gosh, it is a life changer because then you feel like all ready to go to the weekend. You don't have to waste your time on Saturday or Sunday cleaning. And you know, you just, you just feel good. You just feel like you're in a clean space with like a good mindset. But I think the biggest thing is you just don't have to spend time during the weekend because everyone knows the weekend is already as short as it is, you know? So I totally am breaking that you know, rule this week because we did errands on Friday instead of cleaning. But yeah, no, I totally, you know, recommend that because, you know, you don't have to wait 
and just do it and like waste time. So Friday afternoon, it's kind of like that perfect time where, you know, it's kind of too early to start, you know, binge watching at 4 p.m., but then you don't really want to do anything else. So it's like cleaning is kind of like a good thing because then you're kind of productive, but then you're doing something to really thank yourself later. So I really highly, highly recommend that you try either of these things because I will change your life, I promise. And like, you can feel free to tell me so like, hey, yeah, that really did change my life. And I'll be like, that's what I said. So yeah, after all that, we're now ready to kind of get into the topic of this podcast, which is kind of around thinking in the short term, as opposed to the long term, especially in this age of uncertainty. And the reason why this kind of like came up is I'm just trying to look ahead to things in the new year because I'm really such a planner and I want to be able to plan for certain things. But then, you know, my parents brought up the point of, hey, you know, well, what if we are in a lockdown, you know, come springtime? And then I'm like, guys, it just frustrates me to no end this situation. And I know it's different for everybody. I know people are feeling sad and anxious and scared. But for me, I think my emotion is just frustration because it's been going on for like nine months. There's not really an end in sight. Like we thought we were going to get this reprieve over the summer with things starting to open back up, but now things are closing again and we might be in another four to six week lockdown at some point. And so for me, it's just getting really frustrated. It's saying like, when is this going to end? Like when are we going to see that light at the end of the tunnel? Like, when is it going to be safe enough to travel again? And when are, you know, countries going to open back up? Like, when are we going to go back to work? Like, it's so uncertain. And as somebody who both has anxiety and is a planner, I don't really like uncertainty. Like, I like to know what I'm going to be doing in the next, you know, three months. Um, not the next three days, you know, and that's kind of at the point where we are right now, especially back in March when every day there'd be changing things, whether it's, you know, schools closing or work closing or mass guidelines or whatever it might be like those things were changing on a daily basis. So it was just hard to like, you know, have any plans and even like use a planner at all. And because I'm part of the planner community, I've seen all these memes where it's like, oh, the biggest waste of money in 2020, a planner, you know, because everything you could have put in a planner is like not happening right now. So that, you know, kind of forces me to look instead of looking to the long term to look to the short term. And what is happening maybe, you know, in the next couple days, the next week, or during the course of that month, which is a completely novel concept to me. I basically have to retrain myself to learn how to live in the moment and live in the short term to kind of help me battle with the uncertainty that is the long term. So for me, it's it's very hard. It's, it's super hard. Like you can ask my parents, you can ask my siblings. I've never been one to live in the moment. I've always had a super hard time living in the moment. Like as I've always wanted to look to the future and just kind of like plan what I wanted, like my next three, six, 12, 
months or years to be and imagine where I would be at a certain point and just things like that. And, you know, my dad always told me you can't plan your whole life, which is true. You know, you can't slant everything down to a T because things are always going to change. But I don't know, like... I think you can plan the near future. Like, that's what I like. I like planning the near future of like maybe three to six months down the road. But even that's not a possibility now because it's just so uncertain. Like, we don't know. They could come out tomorrow and say like, hey, we're in another lockdown. So it's just so unpredictable and uncertain. And it's hard. It just makes me feel like I have no control over the situation. And I don't. Like, I don't have control over the lawmakers or this pandemic or these guidelines or anything like that, the only control I have is how I react to these situations. So that's kind of my context there. And I think given that how I should react is, you know, focusing on the short term and going into survival mode and just doing what I can and control what I can now. And, you know, it's going to require me to be more flexible. I know that. I know it's going to require me to loosen the reins and really, you know, not look too far ahead in my planner, which, you know, I'm already looking towards next month because, you know, it's December. And it struck me today because as I was doing my memory keeping, I was like, oh, you know, who are the Seahawks playing this week? And I like couldn't remember because I'm like, well, was I looking to this week? Because I was also looking to next week and the or the week after to kind of plan out like what events I knew were happening in my planner. And so that's when I was like, okay, I need to just focus more on the current week I'm in as opposed to trying to like look ahead too much. Like there used to be times where I would it was like Monday, Tuesday, and I'd already be planning the next week. And I'm like, this week hasn't even happened yet. But lately, I've been so busy that by the time I get to planning like the next week, it's like, you know, Friday, Saturday, which is, you know, normal because week starts on Monday. So that's kind of where that's at. But in terms of how to do that, like just live more short term, it's just really going to take me to readjust honestly is going to be a whole different mindset of just living in the moment enjoying the moment not looking too far ahead to the future and something that really struck me kind of related to this is I did go to church last Sunday and the priest during his sermon was saying how Christ lives in the moment and not worried about you know the future which really struck me as interesting because I mean, we're happier when we live in the moment. We're happier when we're not thinking about the next thing that we're doing. Like for me right now, podcasting is the thing that I'm doing right now. I'm not worried about, you know, making dinner or the next thing on my to-do list. I'm just worried about, let me get, you know, podcast, get my thoughts out, (laughs) worried about not using filler words, which, um, great. I just used one, of course, but I have to you know, look back at the podcast and when I edit it, but I think I've been doing a pretty good job, but I could be totally wrong. So just, you know, worrying about things like that instead of 
what's happening tomorrow, what's happening next weekend, what's happening in three weeks, whatever. So I think by doing that, I'll feel a lot more sense of security as opposed to frustration because I don't want to feel frustrated. Like this whole situation is already, you know, bringing up so many emotions for so many people. Like I don't want it to bring up a ton of emotions for me. Like I just want to do what I can and control what I can so I'm in the best mental shape possible. So yeah, short term, (laughs) short term thinking. In terms of tips, I'm still kind of navigating that on my own, but I think a big one is just kind of focusing on one task at a time and just really breathe and just focus on the moment and just be mindful of the situation. I know like there's been various tips I've heard and picked up about, you know, people like wearing a bracelet on their hand and just, you know, when they hear the sound, it reminds them to kind of like to just be mindful and get brought back to the present or to just, you know, do some gratitude to, you know, be mindful. Um, I think gratitude is a great thing of just having, you know, a list of things of just like, hey, you know, here's what I'm grateful for today. Here's, you know, something I can look back on and appreciate and like live in the moment that way, as opposed to looking ahead to things you can't control. I've even started in my planner, my daily planner, just putting things like wins in there. And it sounds, you know, almost kind of conceited, but for me, I just even in these times when I feel frustrated or feel down or feel depressed, I want to see that the wind's like, hey, here's what you did accomplish today, even if it's like something super small. So I like, you know, flipping back through my daily pages and just see the winds and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when that happened or, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Like that was really awesome. So it kind of just brings me back to, you know, happier times, especially when I'm feeling this frustration that like nothing is going to change and nothing's going to move forward and there's no end in sight. So that's one of the things that I have been trying to do more and I'm enjoying, I think this last week, I want to say was the first week I did it fully. So I'm carrying it over into the next week as well, just to kind of keep the cadence up because I did when I ordered my plum paper, um, you can customize the headings on the daily section. So I got everything blank to have that flexibility. And so I have been writing in like all my sections and one of its wins. And yeah, so for me, like when I brought up the I got over 150,000 impressions on that tweet that like went into the win category. You know, me recording that video that also went into the win category because it's things that push me out of my comfort zone, but also are kind of just helping me grow and again, really just living in the moment and thinking about the short term as opposed to the long term. Like when I was making that video, I was just focusing on making that video because we needed it for today. So I recorded it Wednesday, today, Sunday. So that's what, four days. So just stuff like that. But yeah, I'm going to be the first to admit that I struggle with this a lot. Like I struggle with uncertainty. I struggle with trying to plan uncertainty. You know, my calendar can only take me so far. Even, you know, things that may seem certain now will pro- could be uncertain in like a week or so. So things like that. So I guess the important thing is to just adapt and be flexible, but obviously easier said than done. 
because for me it is not easy whatsoever to just adapt and be flexible to the different situations which is ironic because if like things come up at work like I'm very easy and flexible to adapt like with scheduling or something but when things like that like a deadline or something that I want to get done by a certain date like can't happen like that's when I start to get frustrated because I want to be able to have that plan and know for certain that plan. I don't want to kind of like wait around and be ambiguous and all all the things. I just want to know so I can say, hey, here's my timeline for this. Here's the plan. So I just have it as something to work towards. But I've also heard conversely with goals and stuff that like that's not the best way to set things with a deadline. I have a love-hate relationship with that idea like I understand the merits behind it but at the same time like I understand like things come up and that your focus can shift and like honestly that's happened so much with me and just with like my business and stuff like I've put some things on the back burner that have like taken me months to complete but then for other things I'm like so hell-bent on like getting them done by a certain deadline so I don't know (laughs) sounds like I need to fix the inconsistencies with myself I'm gonna be completely honest but yeah I mean that's where I'm at in terms of trying to just deal with all of this and I think the more you can deal with the uncertainty and you know not thinking so much in long term like the better off you'll be and you know the happier you'll be and the more you'll kind of just throw yourself in like the survival mode which is kind of where we all need to be right now because we just don't know what's going to happen like but we can you know worry about the things that matter to us right now like you know our health our jobs our for me it's school finishing up my grad school program it's this podcast you know it's whatever whatever's making me happy so yeah that's a long long spiel but that's um you know where I'm at with everything just in terms of how to kind of just deal with uncertainty but you know if anyone has any tips you know that you've experienced or that have that's helped you like I would love 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 to hear them you know reach out to me with through my gmail it's badassery podcast at gmail.com through instagram at badassery podcast and then on facebook um, on the Badassery podcast page. Shameless plug there, but you know, I'd love to hear from you guys just on, you know, if you're listening, ways that you're kind of just dealing with it. Cause to be honest, I don't have all the answers. Like I've only picked up a few things and tried a few things. Um, but right now it's kind of a process that I need to go through on my own to kind of just figure out, Hey, you know, here's, something I can do to have more control and, you know, not let the uncertainty really get to me and affect me the way I'm letting it right now. So that kind of wraps up, you know, my discussion on this, but I wanted to end the podcast in general with three things this week that I am excited to try or just excited about. For one thing, I've had it on my goal sheet, on my power sheets for the entire month to listen to a podcast every day. That has not happened at all whatsoever. And for me, it's it's very difficult because I used to listen to them when I was commuting down to campus when I'd go to grad school. I'd take 
the light rail train and I just put on a podcast because it was something easy to listen to. It was in my ears so I could like listen to something. But lately, have not been doing that. So maybe this week I will get around to listening to a podcast while maybe doing some cleaning or something. I've toyed around with like listening to it during work. I don't know. Maybe I'll try it again. I like tried it a while back and I didn't like it. But then again, I listened to music during work. So I don't know. But then the other thing that I want to try and do something with is my disc bound planner system because I I love it. Like I love the concept, but like I think it's just I need to change the guts a little bit, like what I actually have in there because I have like the planner component, obviously, but then I have like notes pages and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, is this like the right setup? Like, should I put some stuff in a notebook? I don't know, whatever. And then the last thing is we are in the second challenge for our winter design challenge, which is doing something around the idea of hands. And I have a really interesting idea that I want to try. Mostly, I think it's going to be a Photoshop Illustrator idea, but essentially it's going to be something having to do with like a text overlay. And I'm thinking about doing it with like hand song lyrics or like titles of songs or something along those lines. And like the first thing that comes to mind is Slow Hands by Niall Horan. So I would love to like do something like that. So we'll see if I can like actually get my vision to come to life because anytime, anytime I have a creative vision like that, I can never execute it the way I want it to. And then that also frustrates me. But you know, that being an artist, being a creative, that's a whole other topic for another day. But yeah, so I'm going to start that. I have like a couple weeks to get it done um, and then send them off to everyone else participating. But I think I have a feeling it might take me longer than I anticipate, especially if I'm going to like go down a black hole in Photoshop, which if you are creative or creative type and have dealt with Photoshop, you know how much of a black hole all the Adobe programs can be. In fact, I'm recording this on Audition right now, which is actually great for podcasting and stuff because you have a couple different like multi-track things that you can do. So anyway, so getting back to the topic, that's the other thing I'm looking forward to trying most this week. So yeah, with that wraps up the podcast for this week. I've really enjoyed, you know, this discussion with this and I really hope I have some answers I can share with you guys on like Instagram and Facebook and all that. But in the meantime, you know, go ahead and give those accounts a follow. I've really been trying to like beef up the content a little bit to give you guys some like fun, inspirational stuff to kind of be a pick me up for you during the day. So yeah, until next time, I hope you all have a fantastic week and I will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Bye.